This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, it's Friday, everybody, and I am Glenn DeGeek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 24th, episode 2484, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. Congratulations. You made it to Freestyle Friday. That means Jamie and Glenn are here to lead you into the weekend with some fun horse talk and some really bad ads on Horses in the Morning. I need to stop doing the show notes the day before because I wrote July 23rd. Did you say 24th? I did. I said 24th because yesterday was my mama's birthday and it's July 23rd. So that's the only reason I caught that. Well, when I do the show notes a day ahead is when I screw it up. Yeah. Mind you guys, I don't remember exactly who the sponsor is and what day it is and what episode. I actually read from a script that Glenn writes out for me and I typically will read whatever there is on that script. And, and I don't you... listen, so that's that doesn't help. <laughs> this is Jamie Jennings from Planet Earth. Uh, I mean, I, I could be like, I just read whatever it is. So the fact that I caught that points for uh, me. Congratulations. That's what happens after 2,500 episodes. We kind of just gets blurry. <laughs> well, hey, today would have been a start of the equestrian competition at the Olympics. And to honor that, we get to catch up with Canadian Olympian Jessica Phoenix. Also, some good news in the Mustang world. Really bad ads. Also, I'm going to make Glenn take a quiz. Now that he's been living in Florida for a while, it's time to see just how Southern he is. And I'll tell you what, I took the quiz and I got dang 100%. I bet you did. <laughs> and I don't know that Florida counts as the South, to be honest. <laughs> I think we're kind of an exception, but I'll try. I'll do my best. My score was 100%. You have made the South <laughs> proud. <laughs> Good for you. Um, and that's where I lose Jamie because she pounded on the uh, table and she disappears. So let's get her back. This is live right now. Hello. You pounded on the table and disconnected, didn't you? <laughs> I did not. I didn't do anything. It just was like, oh. <laughs> well, let's start with the good news. And I uh, later on in the show, too, after we talk to Jessica, I have a rant. I am going to rant because one of the stupidest decisions ever made in the horse world was made yesterday. And we're going to talk about that. And I normally don't rant about stuff like this, but I have to get it off my chest and I don't care who hears it. So, there. Oh, boy. You're uh, going to send your pre-complaints <laughs> to Jennifer at Horse oh, no. Radio Network. Judging by the comments on Facebook, nobody's complaining and everybody's going, what is going on here? The U.S. House approved a wild horse protection amendment yesterday. The amendment directs the Bureau of Land Management to use at least $11 billion of its annual operating budget for its wild horse and burrow program on the humane and proven safe fertility control vaccine, PZP. So what that means is that they're going to have to kick up their their fertility program. Remember, there were some people arguing that that wasn't the right thing to do, and we were kind of for it because... 
beats having them live in pens, controlling the wild population. Here's the thing. People are like, oh, my God, darting them with PZP is cruel. But then you look at the fact that there's like thousands of horses standing in a pen like Zeus did my horse for yeah, that's six not cruel, years. Apparently. That know? is not a good alternative. So as many people as we've talked to that deal directly with Mustangs, they're like, hello, PZP. It's like a great way. But oh, my God, it's so stressful to to dart them and all this but you know what yeah it's less stressful than having them all fight standing in a tiny pen over alfalfa yeah i agree and it also addresses concerns raised by the blm's recent report to congress outlining remember we talked about they had a plan to round up and remove as many as ninety thousand wild horses from public lands at the cost of a billion dollars with no guarantee of funding or no guarantee of lifetime care or they had they didn't talk about that they just want to round them up yeah, and, it it uh, that would end poorly. Yeah, well, yeah, it would end up with everybody. them going to slaughter. Let's face it; that's what would happen. Uh, so uh, apparently, it addresses that and basically says they're not going to do that. So um, the Congress stepped in here. Uh, I don't know. I tried to find an article that says what happens now, and I couldn't. I think this doesn't have to go to the Senate and the President. I think this is part of a bigger uh, thing that was already in force. So I think that this goes into force now. I am not sure. I think the House controls this funding is what I'm saying. If anybody knows for sure, let me know. If if you think that, if you're listening to the show and you think that, wow, darting a bunch of wild horses is cruel and that the alternative is better, send me an email or Jennifer. Yeah, let us know what what alternative is better. Uh, They do have to control the population. No question about that. Uh, in one way or another, I'd rather have them do it this way than rounding them up with helicopters and throwing them in pens. Uh, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we agree on something. Well, <laughs> write that down. All right. Day's <laughs> over. Week's done. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, no after show today. Actually, we will have an after show later on. Uh, Jamie wants to talk about a horse. Big surprise. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I had the last question. I have to wish a very happy birthday to two of our Australian auditors, uh, Shannon Brooks and Fiona Deering. Happy birthday to both of you down the under in the middle of winter down there. And also to Jason Knight. Uh, happy birthday to all three of those terrific auditors. We appreciate you guys a lot and we love our Australian listeners and we have quite a few of them. Well, my uh, Daily Winnie goes out to a man, and his name is Slade Cleaves. And I don't know how many of you just perked up going, oh, my God, Slade Cleaves? Wow, I can't believe that she's giving a Daily It technically goes to my vet, Dr. White, because she's the one who played this amazing song for me. And I'm going to read to you the first, you know, up until the chorus. And I'm just going to, like, we can't play it. Glenn will let me play it. I'm seeing if I can get Slade I just don't want to get sued. <laughs> yeah, I know. To do a musical episode, too bad. Podcast can't play songs anymore. So uh, there's no rule against reading the lyrics. So here's the beginning of the song. Okay. Now, this is a country song. It's a guy like a little cowboy singing, from what I understand. I met Willie by the still. He was brewing a batch. He had a short cigar and one last match. He was telling me about his latest troubles with the government. 
he had child support and alimony. He was looking depressed and kind of lonely, just trying to figure out where all his hard-earned money went. He said, well, I'll be go to hell. He said, I ain't got nothing but a Ford and a barn full of hay. If it weren't for horses and divorces, I'd be a lot better off today. <laughs> <laughs> the whole song. The, the, you didn't need the any thing. of the other song. You needed that last line. <laughs> Just the last line. Well, it I'll be go to hell, he said. This is a final one. I got nothing but a Ford and a barn full of hay. If it weren't for horses and divorces, I'd have a lot more money and a lot less gray. Hair, I might even be a millionaire. If it weren't for horses and divorces, I'd be a lot better off today. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to your horse husbands. <laughs> I love that. That should be the theme song for the new horse husband show I'm putting together. Uh, I think so. I think you need to get this I guy I need to on. talk to him. Yeah. Slade Cleaves. If it weren't for Just horses his name. and divorce. That's got to be made up. I know. It's amazing. So you can you can look him up and, and find his fine music. And I don't think he has any other horse songs. It's just, this is a, probably a true story. I think it's a true story. We're going to find out. I will look into the slate and find out. <laughs> hey, uh, I have an update for Curious Minds. Uh, so remind you of another podcast, right? Um, so we talked on Monday about Auditor Jess, and she lives here in Florida. And remember, she has a brand new Tesla. Yes, and the part of her equestrian first world problems was uh, she can't put hay in her Tesla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I uh, I said... I want to know how much it costs, and I've never been able to find this in all the Googling I've done, how much it costs to charge the thing. Are they actually, is it actually less than putting gas in the car? You uh, said, I believe, to not quote you, but it's something like, um, she can't drive anywhere because she has to stop and charge it up every, you know, 20 minutes. Well, uh, this is what she said. I asked her about it. She said she could make it to Ocala, but she'd have to stop at one of the Turnpike Supercharger stations. And I said, well, how long does it take to charge? Because I pictured her sitting there all all night long, you know, for eight hours, <laughs> wait, waiting for the charge to go an hour and a half up the road. Yeah. She said it takes 30 minutes at a supercharger. At home, it takes all night. So it does take overnight when you're doing it at home. Apparently, at a supercharger, one of those things along the highway, it takes 30 minutes. And she said it costs about $9 to charge, but she said they give free supercharging for a year. So at home, it takes about $9 to do the charge every charge, which is cheaper than a tank of gas for sure, right? That's $9 at the supercharger. Right. No, no, $9 at home. When she's charging at home, it, it averages about $9. At the supercharger, she gets those free for a year. So apparently she can just stop and plug into the superchargers uh, for free. Uh, she did say, though, that it comes free with Netflix built into the car entertainment system while you're waiting on the charge. So you can, oh, you can binge watch while you're charging, <laughs> while you're supercharging. Oh, my God. There's so many first world problems in there. It's like exhausting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Let's go Southern. All right. Well, again, this is the quiz. And it's finished the Southern phrase. And this is how I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you a blank. And if you're really stuck, then I'll give you a, a, B, or C, a, B, or C. Like, I'll give you three choices. But I'm pretty sure, like, you should just jump in with the word. That's what I did anyway. Uh, we'll start with something easy. You are blank up the wrong tree. Well, we used to say barking. That is correct. Yeah, okay. Well, slap. I didn't know that was a southern one. We use that in Pennsylvania. So yeah, well, every once in a while, some there's some crossover. Slap my, well, slap my grits. No, your choices are mama, <laughs> friend, or sister. Oh, it's got to be mama. 
Nope. No. It slapped my sister. Oh, I didn't know that one. <laughs> All right. I'm as snug as a blank in a rug. A bug. That's a bug. Yep. Yep. That blank just won't hunt. Coon? Man, gun, or dog? I would go with dog. That dog just won't hunt. Oh, I got Which that one. one. You, you got to give me credit thing. for that one. I, a coon is a dog. A coon dog. Yeah. A coon is a raccoon. No, but they call them coon dogs. Um, let's go with he's moving slower than molasses. Molasses. That's correct. I'm doing all right here. Her skirt is so short we can see <laughs> her bottom. It's either Christmas, Easter, or New Year's. Really? <laughs> her skirt is so short we can see Christmas. <laughs> Never heard that one. That's a new one on me. <laughs> Um, let's go with that only happens once in a blank moon. Uh, full moon? Oh my god, I thought this was like the easiest one. That only happens once in a blue moon. Glenn. Oh, blue moon. Yeah, why was I, I? I didn't know that one. Why did I lost blue there for a second? In a okay. month of blank. In a month of what? In a month of blank. No idea. Sundays. Oh, in a month of oh, Sundays. Sunday. You're going to blank in a handbasket. Well, that's hell, right? You're going to hell in a yeah. handbasket. She's as cute as a button. button. She's wound blank than a clock. Tighter than a clock? You got it. Ah. Look at you. You're so Southern. <laughs> We're like blank on rice. What was that? We're like blank on rice. Oh, I know this one too, and it's it's gone. I don't know. White, Glenn. White, right, right, Like white on rice. See, I, I eat brown rice, so that's why I didn't know. That argument just don't hold water. Water. I've known you since you were knee high to a grasshopper. Well, this one's bullfrog. Oh, really? I think grasshopper's one too, though, isn't it? Uh, That's not the southern. That's the northern version. (laughs) That's the Yankee version. (laughs) Bullfrog's down to Georgia. Okay, (laughs) you're getting a little too big for your britches. Britches. It is deader than a door. Nail. Knob. Nail. Nail knob. They had both, but I yeah. think it's... When I did it, it was nail. He's madder than a blank hen. A French hen? <laughs> you madder than a wet hen, Glenn. <laughs> I thought it was a French hen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blank her feathers. Pluck? Oh, God. Don't ruffle her feathers. Oh, ruffle, ruffle, ruffle. Here, you know what? My, this is what my grandma used to say. I'm going to jerk a blank in your tail. Oh, I don't know that one. Really? No. Uh-uh. Nobody ever said I'm going to jerk a knot in your tail, Glenn. No, I never heard that one. Uh, that is okay. Southern. <laughs> <laughs> a bull in a china shop, you'd get that yeah. one. Let's see. It stinks to high. Heaven. Heaven in here. Yeah, my mom would say that all the it time. It don't amount to a hill. It was mostly about our room. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it was just you. Yeah. <laughs> you stink to high heaven. It doesn't amount to a hill of blank. Beans. Uh, beans. Yeah. beans. Why? I want to look up the origin of that one. I, I, You know, you don't walk see a lot of hills of beans around. So I don't get that one. She isn't the sharpest blank in the shed. Ta- uh, we used to say tack, but. No, it'd be tool. Tool. Okay. Come here and give me some loving. No spoonful sugar. of loving. No. <laughs> you can't Sugary make a blank spoonful purse of loving. <laughs> you can't make a blank purse out of a sow's ear. You can't make a silk purse out of a sow's <sighs> ear. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, that one you won't know. Calculating results. Let's see. Oh, you made the South proud. I think I helped you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you helped me make the South proud. You know what my mama used to say? And I say, you know, with some of those things that you say that you like, oh, my God, I just heard my mother's voice come out yep. of my mouth. <laughs> You know, Lucas will look for in the fridge. Uh, just this morning, pre-show, he's like, I can't find the remote, the clicker. It's the clicker in this house is what we call the remote. Yeah, Chad that's what is. we call it too. And I, uh, Jemmy always laughed at me. She had never heard that before. Yeah, Chad is like, it's a remote. I'm like, it's a clicker. We called it a clicker too. Oh, good. I'm not the only one because I get picked on endlessly about that. Oh, my mom called it, still to this day, calls it a changer. Like, hand me the changer. Now the and changer actually, was us kids who had to walk up to the TV and turn yeah. the station. <laughs> I used to say changer, and Chad's like, "No, no, uh, uh-uh. that's no, that's not okay." But what th- I did say, to, I do say to my son all the time that just shocks the heck out of me is he, he like open the fridge, and and Ch- I say to Chad, "Do open the fridge, and they can't find something." What do you? And then like you walk over, and it's right in front of them. What do you say? It's right. Uh, it's right under your nose. <laughs> I wish I'd say that. But what my mama said to me and what I say to my child and my husband is, well, it's right here if it's a snake, it'll bit you. <laughs> that does sound like a grandma thing to say from this house. <laughs> if it was a snake, it'll bit you. It's right that does, there. <laughs> that does sound like that. <laughs> oh, God. Every time I say that, now I just say it for fun. I'm like, well, it's right here and it was He's like, I know, I know, it would have been me. Stop, mom. (laughs) All right, so this would have been the start of the Olympics in Japan right now. The equestrian would have started. We would be seeing some, uh, we'd probably be seeing some dressage going on. We'd be seeing some show jumping. We'd be seeing some cross country and watching it all on TV, probably at three in the morning because time's a little different in Japan. But None of that's happening right now. They are starting it next year, this exact same time. So that's the plan. And I thought, well, let's catch up with one of our favorite uh, Olympians. And I did have a couple of our Canadian listeners ask about how Jess is doing, Jessica Phoenix. We've been following her for 12 years, actually. We've been having her on the shows. And she can't leave Canada right now. So I wanted to find out what all that's like and what she's been up to and what she thinks about the Olympics thing. And you recorded this before the show, so I'm getting to hear it for the first time too. Yeah, she had to go do a clinic, so we recorded it earlier. So here it is. Well, hi, Jess. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. You know, I wanted to have you on today. I didn't tell you this, but one of the reasons I wanted to have you on today is you know what today would have been the first day of. Well, uh, maybe the Olympics. Yeah, maybe the Olympics. So I thought, <laughs> why not have you on? And we could we could reminisce about how much fun you're having eating Japanese food. <laughs> Checking out the site. <laughs> Do you like Japan? Is it great? Japan has just been so welcoming this year. It was a wonderful trip over. It happened so quickly. It's like not even real. Are your horses ready? <laughs> Are they ready for this? Uh, the horses, they feel super. They're in peak peak condition they're ready to get that gold medal have you trained them to eat noodles are they eating a lot of noodles now (laughs) (laughs) they've really embraced the new the new food yes (laughs) (laughs) i mean we're joking around but it really is it was supposed to be (laughs) yesterday was supposed to be (laughs) it's 
Such a crazy year, huh? Well, now, you normally, I mean, if you weren't at the Olympics, you would normally be down here showing. You would have been just in Virginia. And so how weird is this year for you? Honestly, it's so weird. And it's so difficult to prepare the horses for competitions that may or may not be happening. Um. Yeah, yeah because just, you kind of scale them up and scale them back a bit and scale them up and scale them back a bit. And now you don't know what you're definitely. scaling for. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. And even your gallop, your gallop programs would change depending on which, which event you're going to, like a short format or a long format. And we definitely like um, try to peak the horses towards the shows that they're going to. And then they have some downtime after each show. So it's definitely been a very interesting year preparing for horse shows. Now, you could come to the United States from Canada, but you, you would have to quarantine when you went back, right? Yeah, and that's, that's the hardest thing. Um, I mean, just financially, this has been a very interesting year mm. uh, to run a business in. And definitely, we can travel to the States, but then we have a two-week quarantine on the other side. So then you're talking like at least three weeks of being away from, from business. Um, and you've and been doing just, a lot of clinics from what I've seen up there more than you would have done, obviously. Yes. You know what, with every, with every moment like this, there is opportunity and I, I love teaching clinics and it's been so fun to just, um, see people socially distancing while seeing them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and what a great opportunity to be able to, um, to travel and, you know, teach. It's awesome. Well, I've been seeing all the pictures on your Facebook page, and I will say this, you may not be able to travel and compete like you used to doing, right, at this time of year, but God, these kids love having you come over for the clinics. There must be a thousand pictures. It's so fun. Yeah. And it's just wonderful to just kind of bring some light to everyone's day. Um, I think everybody kind of feels a little bit like it's Groundhog Day. You wake up every morning and it's the same routine and you're really not going anywhere. And being able to just bring that uh, that little bit of excitement to, you know, your regular everyday life is has been a joy. Now, uh, as you know, I live in Ocala. I highly advise you not to come back here in the winter at this point unless things get a lot better. <laughs> I know. It's definitely a concern, like just watching the news and... Um, you know, reading all of the things that are published, it's just going crazy. <laughs> you guys did much better in Canada, so good job. Yeah. For that. Um, <laughs> so, it's insane. It is, it is. Are you, pl did you, have Have there been any events in Canada at this point? Yes, so we have been incredibly fortunate. Um, Willowind, which is run by Jeff and Ann Morgan, um, that's where the Pan Am Games were in 2015. Mm-hmm. They have been super diligent. They put all brand new courses together at the two-star and the three-star level. Um, and then they ran national division from beginner novice through to training level. And that was our first full event back. And it was amazing. They they did such an incredible job of putting it on. And all of the horses and riders felt so safe. And it was just a really positive weekend. And I can't tell you how great it was to get back and leave that start box. It was just so much fun. What will qualifications look like for the Olympics now? Because you're kind of limited in what you can do, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the horses that were already qualified for the Olympics, they need to do a four-star short before um, the Olympics takes place next year, and then they will be fully qualified. Uh 
but again, it's, it's such an interesting time. Like you just don't know what events are going to be running and how long the border is going to stay closed for. Um, so I think Willowind is actually trying to put together a four-star short for us, which would be incredible. Um, and then Bromont is also running a four-star short and hopefully a four-star long to get the horses qualified that are not already qualified. So, um, like, honestly, with every time you have something like this happen and it seems like the craziest thing in the world, it does create opportunity. And Canada has really been lacking in four-star level competition. So if we could get an additional four-star going in Canada, like, what an incredible opportunity for us. Yeah, that'd be, that would be great, actually. Yeah, and yeah. you're right about opportunity. I mean, things have popped up that would have never popped up before. And exactly. changes are being made that some of them we hope stick, you know, that uh, exactly. are for the better. I wanted to also ask you about uh, your the show All Around Champion. All Around Champion. Oh, my gosh. That was the best show ever. Have you watched it? No, but a matter of fact, when Glenn, sto- you've got to watch I know. It. I don't know where it's to so find funny. it down here. Okay. So um, if you go on my Facebook or Instagram account, okay. you'll have to scroll back to, I think it was in April. And um, I think it's on the Bayou Network in, in the United States. But I'll send you the link so okay, that you have it. Okay, because there's so many networks. Can, who knows where, <laughs> where we find Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can watch it online. Or well, if you go to All Round Champion on Facebook or Instagram, then you can find out how to watch it um, that's, straight off the bat. But for the Americans that have no idea so what, what cool. you're talking about, just give them a Reader's Digest on what it is. Okay, honestly, the craziest two days ever. So there's 10 kids um, that are all champions in their respective athletic sport. And over the 10, they do a show for 11 weeks. And each week they do one of um, each athlete's sports. And each kid has to compete in that sport. And then on the 11th week, it's a wild card. So it's a sport that none of the kids have ever done before. So it's kind of like a decathlon where you're doing 10 different. Yeah, it's insane. So um, I was there to coach these kids nine of whom had never ridden before. And in two days, I had to get them ready to do a competition of show jumping. Really? <laughs> it's insane. It was insane. I'm like, are you sure that this is a good idea? Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the kids are super athletic. They're very brave. They're great horses. It'll be great. And I was like, oh, my goodness, there's no way I'm going to be able to teach these kids to jump a full course in two days. <laughs> and it was Honestly, one of the most rewarding experiences um, just to take part in that and just to see how these athletes were so determined and like very skilled in being trained, like they're very trainable. And so we were able to teach every single athlete to jump a full show jump course. And on, I know on the last day I was there for um, two days of training and on the third day it was competition day and they all did it. It was amazing. How old are they? How old are the kids? Um, they were, I think, between 11 and 14. Oh, wow. So, yeah, preteens to young teens. That's pretty young. <laughs> but then kids that age learn how to do crap much quicker. Yeah, and they're so, um, like, they just have no fear, and they've got super balance, and they were all very good athletes. Um, and the other sports, like, I have to say, my family was hooked on watching the entire series. Like. 
my kids were so pumped to watch it like every single week. And the things that they did, like gymnastics, skateboarding, swimming, ATV, golf, like it was amazing watching them be so versatile and be able to try all these different sports. I, I would have guessed before you mentioned those sports that horses would have been their toughest one, but I bet you it was golf. It's golf's tough to learn. It's tough. Sport. Golf is tough to learn. Yeah. The other thing that looked really scary to like high skill moves off of the high dive, like somersaults yeah. and twists and pikes and I don't know, like at that height going straight down to a body of water, that's got to be pretty intimidating. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that one. <laughs> that would be tough. So um, I know we have a limited amount of time because you actually have a clinic starting today, don't you? Didn't I read? You got it. Yeah. That's right. So your book, the third printing? Yes. The book has been amazing, and it's really taken off during this time because it's uh, such a story of of trials, right? And I think everybody can connect to it right now, like they need that inspiration and that everybody at some time in their life has had to, you know, push through an uncomfortable situation. And it's just been, it's just been amazing to see how connected everyone is to the book. It's called Rise, the Jessica Phoenix Story. If you want to find it, just go to jessicaphoenix.com and, and there's a link to the, where you can still buy it on your website, right? Yeah, if you go to uh, jessicaphoenix.ca, um, there's a link right, right on there. And you can you can also buy it on um, Amazon or you can go directly to the publisher's website at Roar Publishing and buy it straight from there. All right, I got two more questions for you. One is everybody will want to know which horse which horse is your baby right now? My baby. Okay. Well, I actually do have to talk about a real baby. He's Patroni Macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> we call him Patron, and he's actually the baby of Patris Br, who I rode at the four star level, and Gin and Juice, who Holly Bennett had super success with that Olympic games, legs, five-star level. Um, and he's four and he's just getting ready for his first competition. And that is definitely a horse to look for in the future. He's just Petroni macaroni. Guy. That breaks your naming cycle too. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> his show name will just be Patron, but he's uh, very affectionately referred to as Petroni macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Could you send me a picture so we could use it in the show notes of Petroni? Absolutely. That'd be great. And then the last one, I always have to ask about the family. How is the family doing? How's your husband doing in the cow business right now? Oh, you know what? Joel is doing amazing. And it's just been so, so awesome to have this time at home just with our family. Like we have never been together for this long and had so many meals together and just been together. It's, It's honestly been exactly what we needed and just a wonderful time for our family. Now, he kind of travels a lot, too, because he does uh, 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 cow competitions uh, and things like that, and they haven't been happening, so you've both been home. We've both been home. It's literally like we started dating when I was 15, and we've never spent this much time together, ever. And, And, you know, at the Is divorce next week, Jess? Are you filing next week? Well, most people were nervous. (laughs) They were nervous for us. And I'm like, no, we'll be fine. There were definitely, like, a couple of weeks at the start where he had to get used to me, like, being there all the time. (laughs) So you're the one that's the pain in the ass, not him? You're the pain? It's me. Yeah. Totally me. (laughs) Shocking, I know. (laughs) 
but no, it's been so great for our marriage. Like it's just been a time to reconnect. And um, are the kids sick yeah, of you guys? Or they went to gone again? No, they love it. Yeah, like this is the first time that I've actually had to leave home, and it was hard for my kids. And I was thinking, like, how did we? How did we do this all the time before? Like, I was constantly flying places and going to horse shows, and they just seemed so okay with it. And now it's like. Yeah, yesterday was sad when I had to leave last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, we started talking to you, I think, twelve years, maybe longer than twelve years ago now. And hey, we certainly have been through some things over the years. And Definitely. this is just another one. Well, well, your your horses will be eating noodles in no time in in exactly. Japan, and I'm confident of that. I'm confident that they're going to get there, and you're going to get there next year, and it'll all be fine. Thank you so much. Jess, it's been good catching up with you again. It's jessicaphoenix.ca. I definitely recommend the book. Got it. I got it this time. Uh, I definitely recommend the book. It's called Rise, the Jessica Phoenix Story. You can get it on Amazon as well. And uh, I'm going to find All Around Champion and and post a link to it. There must be a way we can watch it online because that does sound like fun. Definitely. Definitely. Thanks, Jess. Thank you, guys. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Managing horses can be challenging. Each horse's personality affects the way he behaves and reacts to the world around him. Horses with certain dispositions can be at higher risk for developing health problems than others. High-strung or excitable horses are easily stressed, but so is the timid, quiet warrior. Stressed horses are more likely to develop digestive upsets that lead to colic, diarrhea, and ulcers. Nalox Advanced was specifically developed to support a digestive tract that is under stress. It sustains proper pH levels, reducing the incidence of ulcers and hindgut imbalances, while simultaneously supporting the healing of damaged tissue. Nalox Advanced supports the complete digestion of starches and sugars and sustains populations of beneficial bacteria. Make life a little easier on your sensitive horse and start him on Nalox Advanced today. To learn more about the ingredients in Nalox Advanced, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Well, Jamie, how cool is the name Petroni Macaroni? I think that has to be one of the best horse names ever. She is just so delightful to listen to. I love her laugh. She is. Okay, that's it. I can't stand it anymore. I Uh have to get it. I have to get it. I have to get it out. When, When is the last time ever in the history of the Chronicle of the Horse in the comments section underneath the post... Have you seen everybody agree to something and nobody disagree? No, I can tell you. Never. Never. You have never seen that in the history of the Chronicle of the Horse, especially on the forums, right? I mean, never. Well, there was a post that was done an hour ago, and so far there's been uh, 30 comments and nobody has disagreed. Nobody. So in their wisdom, the powers that be for two of the largest indoor horse shows in the country, the Pennsylvania National Horse Show and the Washington International Horse Show, you would agree that they're the two of the largest, most prominent indoor jumping shows in the country. Yes. Draw tens of thousands of spectators every year. 
Well, they couldn't do them there because it's indoors, and they can't bring tens of thousands of people in Pennsylvania and Washington, D.C. So they looked around for another venue and decided that they needed to do it outdoors in October, and they're going to do it kind of almost back-to-back weeks in October. And in their infinite wisdom, they have decided to bring it to Tampa, Florida, the hotbed of COVID right now. They're moving it to Tampa, Florida. Now, keep in mind, for those that aren't paying attention, people coming to Florida from 25 different states, when they go home, have to quarantine for 14 days. You can't come to Florida and not quarantine when going back to Kentucky and 20 other states. So the comments on here have been just my, I did the first one. I put, this is the stupid decisions I've seen all year. And they just go on and on and on about people agreeing that why Florida? All the other states that aren't having trouble, we're going to go to the state. The president just canceled the Republican National Convention in Florida. <laughs> so wait, <laughs> what month is this? October? October which okay, so Tampa in October is not terribly terrible weather-wise, but yeah, I mean, I think I was reading something. I'm like, if something bad is going to happen, it's going to be in California, Texas, or Florida. Or Florida. It's always those three states are the ones that are affected. When this yeah, president crazy. cancels the convention that he has so wanted for so long, <laughs> and it's because it was in Florida, the day after they make this announcement, and they are getting ripped to shreds. I'm going to go on there and just to be uh, <laughs> difficult, go, I love this idea. <laughs> this is so great. And apparently what has to happen with the showing season is they're going to be in like Kentucky the week before. They have to come to Florida and then they have to go back to a state that they're for the next show that they're not allowed to go back to from Florida. And, you know, people... The only one comment I said, they did, said, oh, it was a stupid idea, but maybe things will be better by October. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, positive thinking. That there. was my thought. I was trying to be positive. <laughs> I'm like, it's July, so, you know, August, September, October, you yeah. had a while. We you don't even months. have a mask mandate in Florida. They're doing nothing to stop it down here. So, no. I, you guys don't have a mask? Oh, like, no, the governor refuses. He says that's ridiculous. Why do you think we're the number leader in the world right now, Florida? Do you know that we... um, You do in Oklahoma, which is like... (laughs) Yeah. Lucas is on a baseball team, okay? Baseball. (laughs) Outdoors. It's coach pitch. Chad is the pitcher. Chad has to wear a mask when he pitches. Do the kids wear masks? No, the kids don't wear masks, but all the coaches have to wear a mask. And it's suggested that people in the audience, in the crowd, wear a mask. You know I'm I'm a big tennis fan, so they're finally playing tennis again, and I watched a little bit of it last night. It's the World Championship tennis, and there's nobody in the stands. It's really weird. There's no no. There's <gasps> are no, the girls wearing masks? So it sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were actually, because that's all you hear now. <laughs> At least the stands muffled it a bit, but that's all you hear is ooh, uh, ooh, and then. They they don't have ball people and they don't have linesmen. They're calling on their own lines. It's the strangest what? thing. What? They yes. don't have any like no. judges or anything? Okay, no. that's stupid. They- out. <laughs> it was not out, Serena. <laughs> Jesus, Vanessa. All right. Let's go on to some other stories. That this is I- the only two female I, I am I putting it out there that this is the dumbest ass decision I've seen yet. And I'm putting it out there for the Washington National and the Washington International Horse Show people. And we've had them on the show. We've you had the organizers really on the smart. show. You know what's really also smart is that um, they moved up the start of school. Why? I don't know why they would move up the start of school. They moved it sooner? Yes. You would have thought it would have been it- later. Duh. 
Uh, but now they're going to like do breaks and they're going to have the school. You have to distance learn once a month. And so they have, kids have to go be home five days a week. Cause I, most schools are going like two days and then home a couple days. And... So they're doing, you can pick, you can either do regular school, which is you send your kid. Then you can do uh, partial, which is you have to sign up for this thing and you can online school or there's a mix of both that you can do. Yeah. There were some that are sending them in some half the group is going in the mornings and half in the afternoon. How are they going to do the buses? I mean, we were packed in those buses. (laughs) Well, my sister-in-law was like, just be ready because somebody's going to get sick and they're going to shut down the school for two weeks and quarantine. And then you're going to be listening. Like if a teacher gets sick, does that mean every class they've taught has to be, you know, there's a lot of complications of that whole thing. Anyway, let's get off of that. Let's get on to some interesting thing. This involves COVID, but I saw a picture. One of well, my, let's get off of it, but you're like, let's, let me tell you. This is a good thing that. about it, though, and it involves horses. We'll get back to horses here. Uh, I saw a picture of a very large horse trailer transporting 10 horses to a university that's doing research on COVID. And that led to the question, why are they bringing horses to the university for COVID research? And here's why. Apparently, you know, you've heard about people donating their plasma that have had COVID before because they can take that plasma and put it back into people with COVID and apparently helps helps them. It's called convalescent plasma. They take the people who already have antibodies, put it back in people who who are sick, and it says you're not going to leap out of bed, but you're probably not going to die. It helps cure you faster. You're still going to be sick for a while, but it reduces the symptoms. So it's not, you know, it's not a, we're going to give you antibiotics for two days and you're better all of a sudden, but it does help. So apparently they can get this plasma from animals as well as humans. So there's a company in Sioux Falls, South Dakota that uses cows. They are special cows. They are cows that have been given a human-like immune system. Those are special cows. They're very special cows. If you inject them with uh, amounts of COVID vaccine, not the virus itself, but the vaccine that they're developing, it, it, it causes an immune response and the cows will churn out buckets of antibodies in their plasma. They're much bigger than humans, right? So they have more blood. Uh, and it can be used, to, to, they concentrate it and then use it in therapy. Well, they're also doing the same thing with horses. Uh, and it actually has been used in the past and using horses to generate vaccines or therapies for certain infectious infectious diseases. So horses have been used for that too, which is why they were asking for volunteer horses and they were shipping horses to this university to do this. Glenn, I'm um, sick with COVID, but I'm a vegan, so I can't you would take, take horse cattle plasma. antibodies, you would take okay, horse because plasma, it would be though. wrong. You would take horse <laughs> I know you. You would take it. I would take horse blood just for the hell of it. <laughs> Hey, there is an interesting thing happened uh, this week. A horse show. Can you believe it? An actual horse show uh, for eventers. Uh, Boyd Martin went to the Virginia Horse Trials, which had been moved, and they decided to do it midweek. And he won a three-star there at the Virginia Horse Trials on his horse named Luke 140. And it was the first three-star done this year. And he had a final score. Was anybody else there? Was he the only one showing? 400 riders. Showed oh my up gosh. This. Yeah. So it was a big show. Uh, it's a nine year old Holsteiner named Luke 140 and won the show. He uh, had a dressage score of, <clears throat> you ready? 23.9. And then did a double clear, took a little bit of points, uh, time penalties for uh, cross country, but ended up winning because he was so far ahead. He ended up with a final score of 
35.5. He was just on the last episode of Horsemanship Radio again. He has he loves Monty. Those two get along great, and they're kind of an odd couple. <laughs> they did a thing, a demo together, I think it was two years ago, maybe a year ago, where um, Monty talked him through a join-up. And that's when you realize, I don't think Boyd Martin's ever been in a round pin with a horse ever. And it's shocking to me because is how accomplished he is. Um, but yeah, it was, it was stilted and awkward at best. And, but you know, Monty talked him through it and it worked out great. But then they, they did, they did this really awesome demo in Los Angeles together. It was really cool. And they've been friends ever since. So (laughs) it's an interesting interview. You should check it out on Horsemanship Radio. I think it was the last episode. Just look for it on your podcast player. Awesome. Also, one of our last, uh, one of our previous hosts of the eventing radio show, Joe Meyer, came in second on Clip Clop. Clip, yes, Clip Clop's still around. Uh, and they came in second. God, he's got to be 18 or 19. <laughs> he does have to be older. Uh, so, yeah, so congratulations to him, too. All right, I put a link in there. I want you to go to the link, if you could. I don't, I think you're going to have to copy and paste it. It doesn't look like copy it. Copy and paste an actual it, okay. Link. So, I asked the auditors this morning in the auditor room. <laughs> I want you to describe the masks oh! that you're seeing. <laughs> Can you describe That's them fantastic. for us, please? Okay, so they're masks for <laughs> COVID, you know, the, the elastic mask, but where it should be, you know, uh, it's a horse nose with like the teeth or the mouth or the tongue or the s- nostrils flaring or something. Uh, so basically, you would look like you have a horse's face on your face. Now, horse face, when we used to call each other that in high school, used to be a bad thing. <laughs> What's a bad thing when you were called horse face? So would you wear one of these horse face masks? I'm going to go back to my rule on what I make horses wear. And y'all can send <laughs> your complaints to me or Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com and she'll dispose of it properly. Um, you know those fly masks with the glasses with like the bug on oh, them yeah, and yeah, the yeah, yeah, eyes yeah. are crossed <laughs> yes, and yes. And the horses look really stupid. I will not put one of those on my horse because I feel like it's like disrespectful. And this kind of goes along with the, I wouldn't wear this. Why would I make a horse wear something ridiculous? <laughs> so I'm going to go with no, although they are on sale right now. And I guess if I had to choose one, I'd probably go with horse face mask number six. Uh, we, <laughs> which is just the flat teeth of the horse, just yes. right there. Yeah, I think I'd like, go with number five, the one with the horse sticking his tongue out. I think I'd yeah. go with that one. I can uh, see that. <laughs> kind of looks kiss-like, doesn't it? Uh, so um, the results are in from the auditor room, and it is 50-50 on whether people would wear these masks or not. I want to put a sub-post under there, do your horses wear stupid fly masks, and see if there's a correlation. If it's the same group. <laughs> Yeah, so I will post a link to this in the show notes. You can see uh, if you if you want a horse face fly mask, you can uh, go get one over there. I do like the um, horse sunshade that they have, which is, you know, you put up in your window because so the sun doesn't heat up your steering wheel and all that. And it's two horses sitting in the driver's seat and the passenger seat. I want that. <laughs> all right. It is time. Pay it, I'll say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but... He can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. 
That's right. It is time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when listeners submit ads from Facebook or Craigslist or someplace else, and we just read them and have a little bit of fun with them. It is sponsored by Horselovers.com, and we have some fantastic prizes this month. Everybody that submits an ad gets entered into a drawing at the end of the month. If you submit an ad where you record it and you send a recording to us and we play your voice on it, you get double the entries. And starting off today is the... I got to tell you a true story, Glenn. So we're giving away the Enel sports bra, okay? And uh, the sports bra is a fantastic, it's a high-impact sports bra. It's got a um, wire-free front whore hook sports bra. Uh, so you basically, the hooks are in the front, so you just put it on and you just hook them in the front. But this is designed exclusively for C-cups and above. So I don't qualify for the Enel sports bra. However, I did need to go get some new sports bras. And I was like, I want to find one that hooks in the front due to the inspiration from the Enel sports bras. So I went and I found one. I couldn't find one that hooked in the front, but I found one that zippers in the front. And let me tell you how much fun it is to walk in the house and unzip that puppy and just be like, (laughs) here I am. Oh my God. It's so fun. Boom. There's no boom really. It's kind of sad, but it is very freeing and very fun. And I I don't know. It's just, it's just personal. I probably talk too much. Okay. If I make any comment on any of this, I'm in trouble. So you be quiet. (laughs) I'm just telling ladies, this is the front sports hook. Mm -mm, Yeah. It's fun. It's a good time. I didn't know they were that hard to find. I, well, I don't know. I went to the place where you find them and I went, to, I think I went to Ross or something because I <laughs> ruin everything. I can't buy anything expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy expensive things, Glenn. <laughs> I'm not qualified to have nice things. Um, yeah. So I, it's fun. Zipper, zipper front. Kind of annoying to have the zipper there. I think the, these hooks would be better, but it's still. Here we uh, well, uh, we're going to give away one of those. It's a seventy dollars value. That's right. And if you if you also don't qualify for the C cup or above, maybe you have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is coming. Uh, Glenn would like her phone number. <laughs> Kensington. We're also giving away some Kensington products. Horse Lovers has helped Kensington products uh, after the fire that they had with their warehouse. They bought all the remaining stock, and it's not smoke laden or burnt. They they had a trailer tractor trailer full of stuff, uh, but they're giving away the Kensington convert weekender bag and the Kensington signature garment carrier both in plaid black you know that uh, convertible bag's pretty cool it you can be a briefcase it can be a shoulder bag a crossbody bag or a backpack any one of those it's pretty cool this is a hundred dollar value for both of them and you could be a lucky winner you want to do that one I'm looking at plaid black the bags right now because I was like, what does plaid black look like? It's actually pretty cute. It is. Okay. Yeah. Classy. Um, it's, cla- it's too classy for you. You can't have it. <laughs> and finally, Glenn, the Ovation the <laughs> Jump Air Helmet to take you to the next level of style with a popular large air vent look. It features a genuine leather visor and harness, easy adjust dial for a snug fit, easy to clean rubberized finish, removable, washable, cool max liner, and nylon carrying bag valued at $109.95. Thanks so much to Horse Lovers for submitting on giving us all these uh, presents. Now, uh, now, if you submitted and you don't hear it, you're still in the running for the prizes. If you submit your own ad and you read it your dang self, you get twice the uh, entries. And so we can't get to all of them. So Aaron, Cassidy, Kayla, Kelly, and Betsy, y'all have been counted. Okay. Glenn, Beth sent the first one in. It's yours. This is a horse with papers mare, $4,000 in (laughs) 
Avamo. I don't know where that is. A nine-year-old Mayor Brown. Oh, there's no punctuation at all. Oh, good. <laughs> all right, welcome. here we go. <clears throat> nine-year-old Mayor Brown with a little white between her eyes. She is halterbroke. She is not satelbroke yet. Put her on once, and she did fine with it asking 4000 You pick up. She has papers. What breed? What is her registry? She's brown. What, do what more say? do you want to know? She is brown. So let me get this. You want $4,000 for a nine-year-old that has never had a rider. Apparently, she's, well, she might be Saddlebroke, but we know she's not Saddlebroke. S-A-T-T-L-E. Man. Uh, Jodine sent this next one in from Facebook. Oh, that's a new name, Jodine. I know. I I love it. Um, Attention Cowboys is the title, (laughs) all caps. I gave you this one intentionally. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Have you been wanting to test your true training abilities to see if you really got what it takes to be a cowboy? Look no further. Or do you maybe just have a boring life and want to make a dumb purchase? (laughs) 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 I am so dumb shopping right now, you guys. I can't even, like, I feel like I need a horse and I've been shopping online. I'm looking at all sorts of crazy things. And so maybe this is what I need. Um, Do you want to make a dumb purchase to spice things up a little bit? Here you go. Chaos. Oh, God. Chaos is a (laughs) three-year-old grade mare. If she was registered, her name probably would have been bad investment or, quote, my wife will never speak to me again, or maybe even, quote, crazy with a side of crazy. She stands. We've all dated one of those. She stands 14-2, full of whiskey and tequila mixed in a big old yellow solo cup. <laughs> Turn this little hot tamale out on 40 acres and you'll spend your whole day chasing her. And if you have the kahunas to climb in the saddle, she does walk, trot, and lope. She did buck her first ride and my insurance policy isn't high enough for me to take another chance. So I can't say whether she will or will not toss your cowboy jeans across the pen when you throw a leg over. I wish I could give her away for free, but I was a sorry sucker when I gave $800 for her. So I'd like to get that back out of her. We'll come. (laughs) We'll come with a free case of beer. She is located in Ottawa, Iowa. That's not too far from you. You can just take a ride up. <laughs> How far is Iowa? We can go. What the hell? Oh, this next one is so good. I some A bunch of people have sent me this one, so I'm glad you're going to read it. Oh, I love the line, though. She stands 1442 hands full of whiskey and tequila mixed in a big old yellow solo, <laughs> yellow solo cup. cup. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Rebecca sent this one in. Arizona Horse Corner Facebook. Tiny 28-inch unwed knocked-up mother-to-be is interested in a relationship with a family who will participate in raising her baby. She will be a freeloader as she (laughs) She will be a freeloader as she split with the deadbeat dad seven months ago. She will follow the leader after a frank and honest discussion of the merits of your destination. That's a great line, too. Full of great lines today. She is tolerant of pedicures, providing the spa has good reviews on Yelp. Resides in Peoria with her caseworker, Yolanda. Call for an interview. (laughs) And what's it a picture of? (laughs) A mini pregnant mini donkey. (laughs) Tiny, unwed, knocked up mom-to-be. You can can talk to her caseworker. So after it's done doing what it does, you're going to have two uh, zombie donkeys for your pleasure. I think what I did see was the price. Somebody sent this to me was $2,500. Really? I was like, whoa! For the knocked up mini? Wow. Knocked it up mini donkey <laughs> with a 
you know, no baby daddy. Uh, okay. <laughs> Carrie sent the next one in on her own. Come on, Carrie. Hi, everybody. This is Carrie from Vermont with a, well, it's actually a really good ad. It's just pretty funny. Kind of long. So bear with me. This is Luther. Luther is looking for a home where he doesn't have to jump because his time in the service has left him with some body modification. Not unusual in a seven-year-old racehorse with an F ton of starts. No, seriously, he raced a lot. Handsome, right? Such a kind eye, super cute mover, no stall vices, uncomplicated ride, and honest as they come. Likes beer and snacks and neck scratches and plays a mean game of bitey face with friends. Before you say, <laughs> take my money. There's a few things you should know. Two weeks ago, Luther was a push ride. You carried a crop and used your leg. No, more leg. More leg. More leg. Yep, that much leg. And a crop to back it up because Luther says his racing days are O-V-E-R. Done. Kaput. Moving on and moving up. I'm retired now and I'm going to live a life of leisure and carry old ladies and kids and amateurs because... And they also like to feed things, and that sounds swell. Luther is a straight shooter, folks. It's part of his charm. Then my chubby amateur self said, Self, why don't we dump a few hundred bucks into seeing if we can't get a little more chub on this horse? And why don't we start with some ulcer treatment? And Luther said to put down the crop, strap on your safety belt, folks, and let's have some fun. Luther is still straightforward, sane, safe, and honest, he just does it all a little faster with more zing and pep in his step and perhaps a little more reaction to loud noises and cats and whatnot. Not enough that someone with experience can't ride, but unless you hate your grandmother, child, or fellow chubby amateur, I would not recommend <laughs> that you throw them up there for a leisurely stroll. Luther no longer strolls. He power walks like Karen headed to the service desk to speak to a manager. He has purpose, folks. Luther is also a 1,200 toddler who thinks personal space is for other people and everything belongs in his mouth. 24, 7, 365. The upside, he's also charming and funny as a toddler and he makes you laugh in equal measure to the frustration. But seriously, this warhorse has done his time. He deserves a soft landing and I would really like that to not be with me. Hashtag OTTB. Hashtag horse for sale. Hashtag he has character. Hashtag he might also be an a-hole. Hashtag <laughs> it's called perspective. I kind of want him. I know, right? As much as I did. Carrie, we need him. <laughs> oh, that's great. Bailey's like Karen heading to the service desk to complain to the manager. Can I just tell you how funny it is that my father's wife is named Karen and how much I thoroughly enjoy anything that says Karen on it? <clears throat> For long time, um, listeners will understand what that means. <laughs> Bailey sent this one in horse trailer, $500, 1957 Howell horse trailer needs work, but can be made roadworthy. The back two tires. No, it can't. <laughs> We're going to try to get them pumped up so that it can be moved. However, they may soon need replaced. <laughs> Good starter trailer can hold two ponies or one larger pony comfortably. Propane tank, not included. Title is on site. <laughs> What is inside the trailer, Glenn? It's about a 150-gallon propane tank. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe just light that sucker and blow it up. That'd be more oh effective. Oh, my God. This is garbage. <laughs> this is somebody's garbage. Again, round two front. Did that all they made back in the 60s was these round two front trailers, two horse trailers that would uh, fit two 1957. ponies? Y'all, this <laughs> needs to be like, they need to convert this into a um, food truck. Hey, That's Jamie, about- can, where it's sitting, can you see the tires or the hitch through the weeds? No, no, <laughs> no. It can't be moved, Glenn, because they got to pump up the tires first. <laughs> they can weed whack. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. I'll post that in the auditor room because that's where we post them now because we have people keep trying to buy them. So, yeah, <laughs> we do. We Every time we post one of these bad trailers, we're like, ha, 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 look at this trailer. Somebody's like, how much you want for it? <laughs> so they must sell them because people are wanting to buy them from us. So what do you take? Hey, maybe we can <laughs> make money. Doing that. I just, know. you know, bargain them down to 200, sell it for 500, and not even see the sucker. Just go pick it up at their house. <laughs> you go, go on out to how? Be like the uh, middleman. <laughs> it doesn't say where it is, and there's never a phone number. So no, never mind. Claire sent this one in. I'm in search of a well broke gelding, something fast and athletic. Be Cajun. Back again. Looking for cheap ass possible. Cheap ass. <laughs> possible oh but will god everything is spelled wrong here but will lose will use i want to run barrels competitively ac i love arab quarter horse crosses help me you need help there's no question yeah, you about need that. help it's called an education <laughs> oh my god everything was wrong with that ad something fast and athletic B-E-C-A-G-A-I-N, looking for cheap A-S-S possible, but W-E-L-L-U-S-E. I don't think asses run barrels, do they? I don't know. It's too bad. That's just a really bad ad. Well done, Claire. Yeah, nailed the assignment. Kim sent this one in. Let's see how Kim did. Hi, this is Kim calling from SoCal. I'm dropping my mask for just a moment to leave you a really bad ad from a Craigslist photo ad. It is a picture of a very scruffy, long-haired, dull-coated, solid bay mini horse. Uh, This is summer, but I guess these are the best pictures that they had. And the ad reads, Sprinkles is a super cute (laughs) and adorable bay two-year-old miniature horse filly, about 32 inches tall. Champion bloodlines can be registered with AMHR Registry, $2,500, open to best cash offer, paid in full. And if you don't care about papers, we'll drop the price. (laughs) Sorry, not a kid's pony. Prefer a home with horse experience. Thank you. Oh, possibly do a partial trade for vintage rare Briar model horses. Let me know what you have. Cash or PayPal, friends and family accepted. Boy, not sure about the price of some of those Briars. but I'm really not sure about the price of a $2,500 mini that doesn't do anything. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> uh, never in the history of really bad ads have we ever had somebody want to trade an actual horse for plastic miniature horse. <laughs> no, we've not, we've not. Not for $2,500 for sure. What kind of old briars are going for that much? <laughs> You know what? I have those. So if you guys want. <laughs> well, you want a mini. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all yours. Somebody, I just meant somebody wants to pay $2,500. You'll sell them. You're, they're up for I sale. I will part with them. <laughs> uh, Jenny sent this one in. 
a Herman Shepherd for $300. You heard right. It's a Herman Shepherd in Indianapolis. Herman Shepherd, nine months old. Boy, very friendly. He'd like yo play with everybody he need a good home. What is it with spelling, punctuation, and just using English words this time? I don't know. Well, it's a Herman Shepherd. Well, the the G and the H are right beside each other. They really are. So there you can get yourself a Herman Shepherd for 300 bucks. Wow. That sounds awesome. I want that. Um, Charlotte sent this one in from, uh, this is, a, is this a Facebook page? Horses of unusual size? I guess. <laughs> she said it comes from horses of unusual size on Facebook. Huh. I got to join that group. <laughs> uh, stunning, all caps, stunning exclamation point. 17 hand-ish unregistered Appy Rhinesdale. His name is Tweed. 12-year-old-ish gelding. All balls, no brains. <laughs> First flight power meathead. Point and shoot fearless to a fault. Sure-footed at any speed on any footing except at a dead walk on flat, dry ground. Lethal! Lives in or out. Went out, he wants in. Went in, he wants out. <laughs> Endlessly destroys blankets and other sundries, both his and those of pasture mates or neighbors. Two years hunting first field with bridal spur. School's light as air in a snuffle. Hunts in one if you have a death wish. Helen works nice. <laughs> Loves his job. A real natural. We'll at every opportunity let you know you are doing it wrong and he's got this and he is the hunting expert. Suitable for a moderately skilled heavy drinker or <laughs> little blonde ladies who cut their teeth on green fire-breathing Arabs. <laughs> you want this Abby one, don't you? I kind of do. It sounds fun. Uh, what a Rhinesdale. I don't, I don't know, know, but I have a, a we an have an auditor in who, Texas. Who mixes appies and warm bloods? I don't get it. What's a is a Rhinesdale a warm blood? A breed highlight coming up an happy <laughs> Rhinesdale. Um, uh, no, we do have a, an auditor in Texas who's looking for a hunt horse. So Tara, this could be yours. It could be seventeen hands of pure naughtiness. All right, let's go to Scott, who's going to end the day. Scott Rhinesdale is a bar in Dublin. <laughs> Glasgow. <laughs> You've been there, right? The tavern. <laughs> All right. Probably... Scott, we love Scott, and he's going to end the day with this. Hey, this is Scott in Virginia. This isn't exactly an ad, sort of for farriery, but it's an article by a farrier, Eagle Ridge Equine Farrier Service, that I just wanted to read to y'all. It says, I was at the university a few days ago working on a draft horse who came out of sedation just long enough to kick me through a stall door. So I'm taking today off to both feel sorry for myself and to draft out my experiences as a moving target. Horse Kicks 101 Even when you work on very well-trained and gentle horses, getting kicked is somewhat of an occupational hazard as a farrier. Sometimes it's out of fear or pain, sometimes it's by mistake, and on occasion even good horses have bad days. Whatever the reason, the resulting world of hurt for us, comparatively soft and squishy monkeys, is the same. However, just how badly one is injured can depend a lot on the conviction and breed of the offending, or offended, critter. The breed voted most likely to knock you across the aisle way in high school would be the American thoroughbred. Like most things in Europe, the European thoroughbreds seem to have a more level head about them. Much like myself, the American TB, especially the on-track racehorse, is a rather high-strung critter whose environment has made them prone to both panicked flight and personal injury. 
When they kick, it's powerful, wildly unpredictable, but accurate. And they always followed by the snapping of the cross ties as they gallop to perceived safety, screaming, I'm a racehorse, I'm a racehorse, as they disappear down the driveway. <laughs> Next on the list of crazies is the Arabian horse, especially the Egyptians. It's my theory that their small dished heads compress their brains, making them prone to hallucinations. The larger the dish, the more likely they are to mistake a blowing leaf for a horse-eating dragon. When they kick, it's completely unpredictable, light, but deadly fast. The Arab will also gallop to safety, but that's likely 50 or more miles away. Also, one should be aware that when the leaf monster presents itself, the Arabian has the ability to teleport its way to safety. <laughs> the American quarter horse is the Labrador of the equine industry. They are cool-tempered and unexcitable. Snakes, rogue cows, or even that mounted migrant worker commonly known as a cowboy shooting off their backs rarely gets them to raise more than an eyebrow. If you do manage to get kicked by one of these guys, you, or someone they felt very strongly about, likely deserved it. <laughs> Unlike Arabs or thoroughbreds, when they kick something, they meant to do it. While they might not be as fast as their caffeinated cousins, their blows come down with the accuracy and might of Thor's hammer. They always accompany their mighty blows with an inquisitive yet judgmental expression to suggest, Did you learn something today? <laughs> Draft horses are best described as gentle giants. They are kind, forgiving, and dumb as a box of rocks. If you are unlucky enough to be walloped by one of these tanks, it's likely because they forgot you were there. What the draft horse lacks in conviction, they make up for in brute force. Accuracy and speed don't really matter that much when dropping nuclear warheads. <laughs> Ponies. I'm convinced that the four horsemen of the apocalypse will be charging in on the burning fury of pony hooves. It really doesn't matter what you did or didn't do. Ponies will kick simply because they can. They're a weapon of equal opportunity. What they lack in brute force, they make up for in quantity. So much quantity. Donkeys and mules are not horses, and they will be sure to remind you of that fact should you forget. They are even-tempered, but unforgiving. It doesn't take a very big donkey to carry a grudge. When they feel you are deserving of capital punishment, they have no qualms about dishing it out. They are the ninja snipers of the equine world. One shot, one kill is the donkey's motto. If one of Hell's own minions fires a shot at you and misses, it was only a warning. When they strike, their hooves rip the very fabric of time and space to arrive faster than the speed of light. <laughs> Please understand that not every Arabian is crazy and not every draft horse is dumb. These are light-hearted stereotypes that come from my personal observations and experiences gathered over my 12 years standing behind the anvil. I know they will not be true of every horse. Carry on. <laughs> oh, I love it. That was good. That was well read. Uh, Eddie, it's so accurate. Everything in there was very, very accurate. Oh, I've been stepped on by draft horses, and they don't know you're they're stepping on your foot. They have no clue. Yeah. And you're not there. It really know. hurts. <laughs> it really, really hurts. Well, that's it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. We hope you had a good week and are looking forward to something fun this weekend. Uh, and we will be back here on Monday. Now, hang around, auditors, because we're going to have a post-show. Jamie wants to talk about a horse. Big surprise. Uh, the, uh, I don't know what The horse. question is, which one? I that's mean, right. it's so fun. <laughs> so we're going to do that. Uh, what else did we have? I think that's about it. Uh, don't really have any other announcements other than uh, we'll see you back here next week because you know what right. it's Groundhog Day why not see you why next. not spay neuter geld you'd have more money if it weren't for horses and divorces <laughs> that has got to be my new motto We gotta make that the motto for the uh, horse husband show. It has to be the subline. <laughs> You'd have more money if it weren't for horses and divorces. Hey, I'll be right back again. Right. 
So, auditors, uh, I just wanted to mention while she's doing that that uh, I did have to delete a couple of posts in the last couple of days, um, and they and I, and I didn't write to you and let you know because they weren't totally offensive. It's just that they might have, um, they might have been a little political, and I just didn't. If I allow a little political post in the auditor room, they're going to get a lot more political posts, and all I'm going to be doing all day is deleting political posts. So that's why they were taking out. Um, if if it starts with uh, I know or uh, I I don't mean this to be political, don't don't post it because <laughs> it probably will become that in today's environment. So that's why I. Uh, if, if you notice one of your posts taken down, that's probably why. Also, Tiffany just said, Glenn, a uh, hill of beans is because beans are of little value, so even a hill of beans would not be worth much. We just had this conversation at the office <laughs> yesterday, and I had to look it up. <laughs> well, there you go. Now I know why hill of beans. I'm back. Did you hear that, the hill of beans? No, I didn't. Hill of beans is because beans are of little value, so even a hill of beans oh, would not be worth much. So that's why the Hill of Beans line. Okay. Well, well thank you, you Tiffany. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's talk. What are we talking about? Okay. Well, I want to, number one, start this conversation off where uh, it's fantastic to get a horse from a reputable rescue. And a reputable rescue is one that you guys know of, you've worked with. We'd always love to hear and highlight reputable rescues on the show. And one that I work with a lot is Horse and Hound Rescue Foundation. And if you guys are feeling like you need to donate some money, go to horseandhoundrescue.com and donate some money to them because it is, it is that time things are thinning out, you know, financially for everybody, I think in a rescue business. So I know that they're struggling and I kind of, um, I made their load a little heavier. And what I mean is I went there, I went horse shopping for myself at horse and hound and I went and looked at a whole bunch of horses and I, I wanted something that was, you know, under 16 hands, that 16 hands are under that was five, you know, four or older gelding sound. Now all this really with a good personality. And I found that horse Falcon. And once I got him home, I realized, okay, well, yeah, he's a little, he has that vagal nerve response, which is where you go to tighten the girth and they either freeze or lay down or pass out or something. Uh, it can be varying degrees of, being cinchy, I guess would be the thing. Um, so what I found is that you can put the girth on and walk them around and tighten it and walk them around. And that was fine. But one day I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to stretch and see if that helps. If I just like, when he's wearing the girth, I'm going to pull his front leg out, you know, just stretch his leg out. And when I pulled his leg forward to stretch it out, he sat down and almost fell over. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, Hey, wake up, wake up. And he stood there and he was just like freaked out. So I took the saddle off and we walked and we did it again. I got on him. Fine. I'm like, that's weird. Then, um, I decided I was going to take him on a trail ride to, there's a, a park really close. So we, uh, it's like, it's like two minutes away. So we were going to put him in the trailer and I tacked him up and I went to put him in the trailer and he loads fine. And, uh, usually, and he put, stepped up on the trailer and he put both front feet on the trailer. Step, mine's a step up. And a second he got his front feet up on the trailer, he sat down and started going backwards. I'm like, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. So he pops up like, oh, okay. So I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I had to un, 
I had to take the saddle off, load him, and then tack him up when we got there. Okay, he was great on the trail. Next thing, a couple of days later, I've got him in the arena, and I'm riding him, and I he he doesn't bend to the to the left. A lot of racehorses are pretty stiff to the left because they've run to the left so much. So I'm like, let's just flex. Let's just like start to move off the leg and then put him on the fence and I had him moving off the leg. And then I'm like, let's bend. And he just sits there with his neck, like, Oh, like he can't bend to the left. So I just was like, okay, standing still, I'm just going to get you to turn your head to the left and just kind of bend around towards, you know, nice and slowly and gently just bend around to the left. And the second I got probably like, if you're looking at if 12 o'clock is straight ahead, the second I got to about 10 o'clock, he went to pass out and he hmm. fell over, like almost fell with me on him. Oh. And, and then I'm riding him and the horse is going down. I'm like, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up, ah, kick, 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 you know, and I get him forward, walk him around. I'm like, God bless, you know. So at this point, he's almost passed out three separate times. Some people would suggest narcolepsy. It's it's not very common in horses. And, and his is whenever he's got a girth on, he can't do anything but just walk straight. He can't bend. He can't collect. He has a hard time moving off the leg. He's very pressure weird. Um, and so I talked to my vet. I got him adjusted, chiropractic adjustment. She did all the things, laminous exam and everything. I had to put some special shoes on him and, and all this to correct some angular problems. Uh, and did the chiropractic. And she's like, okay, let me know how it goes, you know. And then the next thing, the next day, it was exactly the same. If not, if not worse, it just seemed to keep getting worse. And so what I could do is I could take him to the equine hospital up in Oklahoma city and do scintigraphy on him and MRI on his neck and see if there's something called, that sounds cheap. <laughs> we've decided, yeah, probably like, you know, see if he has a wobbler situation going on or something like that. And after a discussion with my husband, he would not like to spend $2,500 on an or neck more. MRI. It's always more. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was decided. And again, I cried for about a week. Because this was supposed to be your my show event horse. horse. Right, yeah. yeah. Like this was going to be my next event horse, my next big show horse. And um, with all of these strikes, once Chad realized, because I didn't tell Chad about him falling with me on him. Um, once that was brought to light, he was like, you're done. He goes, he was like, just basically like this place doesn't work without you. If you get hurt, um, I can't do all these things that you need done. I can't right help you. That. I can't yeah. afford to. Yeah. And so, um, I gave him about a week to kind of like let the adjustment help. I gave him some butte. I gave him some of this and that. Nothing seemed to help. So it was decided that I would return him. So, um, you know, I think the idea is that, you know, I, when I talk to now that the rescue, I'm like, I've to, I'm super honest about everything and, and thank God that places like that will take the horses back, you know, and that's another thing with getting something from a, from a good rescue that actually cares about the horses. Um, she took him back and I think what he could do is go be, uh, you know, a, a buddy, a pasture horse, a friend, a, a trail horse, you know, somebody just wants to walk and trot down the road. I did canter him. I rode him all over the place. Um, but he just can't actually, I don't think physically work, you know, and like mm -hmm. be collected and things like that. Again, I did not spend the $2,500 on the diagnosis. So I returned him with a bit of a, like an unknown. And I felt like I, 
owed it to him to do it. And so it was really hard for me to return him and not get a diagnosis. Um, but that is what happened to him. So I'm currently. Yeah. But in- I mean, if you, if you think about it, by the way, I know where there's an Abby Ridensdale that you could, uh, <laughs> I could get tweed. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you think about it though, the time you would have spent with him, you could help 10 other horses. Yeah, I know, but I wanted it to be mine and he was so sweet and he was so lovely. And I just, I don't know. I felt real. I, it was tough because I picked him out. Laying down over cross country jumps, not much fun though. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, a lot of the things were probably not awesome, um, that he does. So uh, yeah, it would have been, you know, a year of rehabilitating whatever problem we have to then sort out you know, then start from there. And what if I spent all that, you know, it just is a tough situation. And the good thing is Falcon has a great home at the rescue and he's totally fine. And maybe somebody will love him and adopt him. And anytime you adopt a horse from horse and hound at any point in their life, you can return them. Uh, She takes them back with like no questions asked, you know, she'll ask why, but just for future knowledge. But anyway, that's what I had to do with Falcon. and, And I'm really it really broke my heart to do it, but it was just, um, once he said, you know, once he found out that the horse fell, I was kind of in trouble. There's no going back from that. No, I think you made the right decision. I mean, uh, yeah, it's heartbreaking, but you know, it's, it, it, this horse wasn't what you wanted for a horse. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't going to do the things you wanted a horse to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, it'll do something for somebody else, but that it can do, <laughs> which, which is thin around look cute. Yeah, be a he's friendly, really nice pretty. horse. Yeah, I mean, he's a great like put kids up on him and walk, lead him around kind of horse. You know, like he's just really easy to be around. Very low maintenance, very cool horse. But anyway, yeah, it was just uh, just one of those didn't work, didn't work situations. But anyway, we had some people asking about him and and what what could change and what could happen. So anyway, well, let's look at the ads today. We got a a, a really bad uh, mini. Um, we have a horse with papers mare that you can get. Uh, for can I tell you what I'm looking at right now, Glenn? And and this is our auditor, so I can tell you guys. So my, my dad has had this woman working for him for 15 years. She's a, an amazing, awesome woman in Atlanta. Her name is Stephanie and she breeds lipizons. (laughs) And she has a two-year-old colt <laughs> that she'd give me a oh, great deal no. on. And and Chad's like, what? Chad, Chad's situation is kind of whatever you whatever you want to do. So I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to find lipizzans. There's just not many of them in our country. No, no. You know, so they're very rare. So they're it's hard to find. You know, I'm trying to do one of those like you're buying a house, trying to figure out if it's the of the value in the neighborhood, you know, <laughs> so I'm trying to see whether what what whether what I'm paying is too high, too low, too too. There's no uh, Lipizzan uh, like blue book like for cars. There's no blue book for <laughs> Lipizzan Colts, Glenn. If anybody has any information about Lipizzans, please send it to me. I, I haven't done it yet. I haven't pulled the trigger yet, and um, I'm kind of interested. I mean, Chad's like, would you keep it as a breeding stallion? I'm like, what? You must be crazy. I don't need a stand a stallion at my farm good lord but do you know how much crap you would get if uh oh so i found a place where that has lipizzans let's see here oh this is at the uh, u.s lipizzan federation website temple there's temple lipizzans which is has like billion dollar ones i don't know Um, here's a here's a cult for 6500 
Uh, here what, is what, a Philly for 5500 This is at the uh, uslipazon.org yes. on their for sale or adoption. Uh, here's one that's a uh, 2017 model, uh, Philly for 5500 Ooh, here's a feel. Oh, that's a cute baby. 2019 black, pure black. One one white sock, 15000 I was obsessed with Lipazon when I was a kid. I mean, just obsessed. Hallelujah is 10000 That's a Philly. And there's only four on here, and they run from 4000 or, yeah, they run from 6500 up to 15000 for, for kids. <clears throat> but then what's their value later on? Like, do you, is that, are you spending 5500 on a Colt that in 10 years of training is going to be worth $5,500? Uh, here, I'm on Dream Horse, and... Uh, Let's see what Dream Horse has to say. Okay, so I'm just going down the Livazon page at Dream Horse. Here's a baby uh, for six thousand. Uh, here's a, a old one for sixty five hundred. Here's a two thousand nine for twenty thousand. Thirty five hundred. Yeah, is it doing the airs above the ground? <laughs> <laughs> Romeo the Wonder Horse. <laughs> That's yeah. what its name is. Um, and then we got twelve thousand, fifteen hundred, twenty two thousand. That's a lovely Livazon mare for sale. Uh, 20,000 is a gray lipazon. If they're gray, they seem to be worth more. They're sure. all gray, Glenn. They all turn gray. Oh, they gray. all turn gray? They're born black this one and they looks, turn The white. one on that page looks kind of tannish, like weird color. I do know that they're 000. born black and they just slowly turn white. Apparently like they can get to 25,000 is what I'm seeing on this page. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it to take a two-year-old and because it'd be like having a Stanley a year older, you know, like in between Zara and Stanley, I'd have one to to start. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I mean, I, everybody's sending me all sorts of horses for sale right now. I've got uh, auditors and there's a Mustang in your area too, you know, like I could, I don't know. You need one that's going to be good for eventing so you can go back to eventing. Yeah. 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 And, and you don't need to settle. You don't have to and settle. my, my, my whole my whole business plan in life, Glenn, has changed, you know, where I wanted to be uh, competing and eventing every weekend. It's just different once you have a family and kids and uh, a job and a business and a home. And so, and I'm really, and once, now that I'm certified, Monty, I'm really enjoying just training horses. It's nice not to have the stress of competition, but it is nice to have the goal of a competition. So I'm still kind of struggling in that Yeah, in goals that change though too. I mean, you, you, just because it's not a competition goal doesn't mean you don't have goals. You're doing clinics, you're doing seminars, you know, they're just different kinds of goals. So if I get a lipazon, they're not eventers. They'll be a dressage horse, you know? So then do am I, then I, do I relegate myself to no offense? As long as I don't have to come to shows to and DQ? watch you, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, do I then become a dressage uh, queen? When you get to Grand Prix level, I'll come watch a test. Okay. Uh. Joy just sent us a note. Let's end on this. Uh, She said, listen to you and Jamie's interview on the School of Podcasting. We did an interview with Dave over at the School of Podcasting about our show hitting 2,500 episodes, which you're all going to hear more about next week. The fact that your show is 25 episodes really speaks volumes to the two of you. Congratulations. I'm sure happy to hear your voices during the week and proud to say I'm an auditor. Thank you, Joy. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate all you guys. We really do. You're what keeps us going. So thanks for that. You're also what keeps Jamie being paid. 
Oh, yeah, but uh, you know what? It's not even about the money at this I point. Know. I just this is like a little community of people that I need to to bounce ideas off. Yeah, I mean, uh, if anybody, no, it's a family. It really is. It's listens. more of a family than our families are. Let's be honest. True <laughs> truth. It, 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 I don't know if anybody listens to these like post show things, but if y'all have any, actually, ideas, I looked and it was three hundred to the last one. Three hundred people listened, or they've listened to all of like total. They listened to the last episode of the post show one we did. Oh. Yeah. oh. At least there's a couple of you. All right. <laughs> now they then listen. I just to let the cat out of the bag, I'm horse shopping apparently. So <laughs> Chad's like, when did you want decide you wanted a lipazon? And I was like, I didn't, but she sent it to me. And it's so cute. <laughs> She's a friend. I don't know. Maybe I can get my dad to invest. <gasps> dad, your secretary is selling a horse. I think we should go in as a team. There you go. Oh my you God. need, a, you need an owner. Like you could have a syndicate with one. A syndicate <laughs> of one. Like, oh, Daddy. <laughs> Daddy, will you buy me a horse? <laughs> Just talk to Boyd. He knows how to set up syndicates. He'll help he'll get that done for you. And every freaking horse in a Lipizzan is like has one of like three names. So I'll be yeah. like, it's a Bravo. Okay, great. <laughs> Yeah, the, you know the problem with the with the babies like that is you really don't know what they're going to turn up to be or what they want to do. You know that's, that's you have to be flexible. Yeah, you have to be flexible with that because. But you're never going to probably sell it for less unless it's hurt. You're never going to sell it for less than you paid at two years old. Yeah, but do, that does not incorporate the money that you spend. <laughs> it's not the price, Glenn. You of all people know that it is not the price. It is the upkeep. I'm trying okay? to help you for a change here. And me, I'll be like, um, I think he needs some acupuncture and yeah. some chiropractic. Yeah. All in the same and day. Sure he, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, a vet bill's Let's get his expensive gold shoes put on too while we're at it. <laughs> he needs rubberized glue-ons uh, <laughs> so he can do his caprioles like perfect lavades. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I mean, again, I, I, I would like to update y'all on Zeus. Oh my gosh. He has a, he has a great job now. He, I'm riding him a lot and he is helping me start all the babies. He's, he's the one I take on trails and the babies follow, or he's the one that I don't know. I just have, he just has a purpose and a job now and he really likes it. And it's holding his tendon is holding together doing it. So, uh, that's the good news. Uh, the update on Zeus Duke is happy to pass the baton to Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Duke is the one who gets to get turned out with the babies, and he's fine with that job. He's Did like, you notice I posted the picture of you and I together on horseback? With me on Duke. Oh yes, I did, I did see that. I did see that. I wanted proof for the new auditors that I that was probably the last time I rode a horse. Maybe four, I love four it. or five years ago. <laughs> love still. it. All right, let's call it a day. I've had a long week. You've had a long week. Y'all have a great weekend. All right. Bye.